नमस्ते आई एम विशाली अ फुल टाइम प्रचारिका एट आशा विद्या समाज बिफोर वी बिगिन आर टॉक आई वुड लाइक टू थैंक संगम टॉक्स फॉर गिविंग अस दिस अपॉर्चुनिटी टू स्पीक ऑन देयर चैनल टुडे वील बी टॉकिंग अबाउट द क्राइसिस दैट सनातन धर्म इज फेसिंग विद अ फोकस ऑन अनचेक रिलीजियस कन्वर्शन एंड हाउ आशा विद्या समाज हैज बीन वर्किंग टू टैकल इट फॉर द लास्ट ट्वेंटी टू ईयर्स वी ऑल्सो हैव विद श्रुति जी एंड अनघा जी both full time pracharikas at arsha vidya samajam who will be detailing their individual experiences of how they were strategically led by the conversion forces into converting into islam and how they were able to return to sanatana dharma through ideological counseling at arsha vidya samajam arsha vidya samajam is an educational institution established in the year 1999 by acharya shri k r manoj ji on the instruction ashirwada and anugraha of his guru and guru paramparas Currently based in Tiruvannathapuram Kerala its mission is to fulfill the panchakartavyas of sanatana dharma which is adhyayana systematic study anushthana practice pracharana promotion adhyapana teaching and samrakshana protection In a state like Kerala which has emerged as the hotbed of religious conversions we have two approaches in overcoming this external threat to dharma One is the long-term mission which is to solve the root cause of the problem which aims to bring in an educational revolution by eradicating Hindu society's general ignorance about Sanatana dharma and other religions our culture our history and about our brave freedom fighters and martyrs who laid their lives down fighting to protect dharma second is the rescue measure through which we bring back those who have converted or are on the verge of conversion or who have inclined to such ideologies back to sanatana dharma through ideological counseling through the latter approach in the past 22 years we have been able to bring back more than 5000 hindus especially youth both women and men back to sanatana dharma of which more than 25 of them are a dedicated full timers today who work fully on service basis four of them wrote books describing their experiences of how they were manipulated into converting into semitic religions and how they were able to return to sanatana dharma these books which are in malayalam with two of them translated into english are perhaps the first books on comparative religion to be written after chattambi swami's kristu madachhedanam and the first of its kind to be written by hindu women who had converted and later returned to sanatana dharma The highlight of these books is that they beautifully elucidate the strategies employed by the conversion forces, the threats of conversion, the mental state of those who are going through it and how to resist and overcome them. Our approach is teaching Sanatana dharma, comparative religion, Bharatiya sanskriti, yoga vidya etc through a systematic syllabus meticulously prepared by acharya ji based on the knowledge passed on to him through his guru paramparas which is Shri Shankara Gurudev of the Atreya Parampara, Shri Nikhileshwarananda Paramahamsa of the Himalayan Siddhashrama Parampara and the Kriya Yoga Parampara of Mahavatar Baba ji, Lahari Mahashay, Shri Yukteswar Giri Maharaj and Paramahamsa Yogananda ji and his learnings under various spiritual gurus and his own intuition experience and research. The courses offered are Adhyatmika Shastram which imparts Sanatana Dharma and comparative study on various religions and ideologies, Arsha Yoga Vidya which is real yoga in the shodasha tattva format as prescribed and taught by adinath who is the manifestation of parameshwara on earth to the divine rishis at kailash and passed down over generations of guru paramparas bharatiya sanskriti which offers authentic and undiluted delivery of india's long history culture heritage invasions right from the time of cyrus and india's political social and cultural histories students excellence program for excelling in academics and also provides training in classical dance 
क्लासिकल म्यूजिक मार्शल आर्ट्स थिएटर एटसेट्रा वी हैव चोजन हाईली डिबेटेड टॉपिक फॉर डिस्कशन टूडे विच इज रिलीजियस कन्वर्जन the first thing that comes to our mind when we talk about religious conversions in india is lao jihad we consider that the term lao jihad itself is a misnomer and it would be more appropriate to term it lao trap jihad love pretension of love marriage offer of marriage sexual exploitation blackmailing through these taking young women and men step by step to islam later transforming them into extremists and fundamentalists and employing some of them for extremist and terrorist activities all these activities are taking place in the name and disguise of love this is common in islamic countries as rape or abduction jihad and can be seen from the time of islamic invasions and attacks in almost all countries its modern and moderate face is love jihad which was masterminded to be executed in democratic countries like britain america and india because love is a natural human feeling especially in india people attach extreme emotions and sentiments to love marriage family husband wife relationships western countries are more liberal if a girl in a western country is asked to convert for marriage she would rather end the relationship but indian society has an emotional attitude towards husband or lover hence they take advantage of this and convert women and later utilize them for religious conversion and propagation then push some of them into fundamentalism extremism and terrorism they could either end up as sex slaves or directly involved in extremist activities you must be familiar with these two cases of love jihad through impersonation that took place in north india where the muslim boy pretended to be hindu mohammad taufik from kanauj married priya verma by hiding his religion pretending to be rahul verma and forced the girl to convert in 2020 National shooter Tara Sahade was cheated by Rakibul Hasan who pretended to be Ranjit Kohli. This happened in Ranchi in 2014 and the case was handed over to the CBI in 2015. Whereas in southern parts of India owing to its pseudo secular attitude several strategies are employed and it follows a pattern. Muslim boy loves a Hindu girl. There is no discussion whatsoever about religion or religion change. The boy shows his so called progressive attitude. the girl is emotionally hooked to the boy later when the question of marriage arises the boy says that the girl has to convert so that his family accepts her fully he emphasizes that the conversion is a mere formality for the purpose of marriage once the girl has reluctantly or willingly agreed she is taken to a formal conversion center where she is made to learn islam and accept a muslim identity and even if she does not convert children born to them are raised as muslims Another argument is that it is merely a relationship between a man and a woman. If that is the case in Kerala, shouldn't their percentages be more or less similar if not equal? But what we get to see is a really high percentage of Hindu women getting married to Muslim men. Second, if it is indeed merely a relationship between a man and a woman, then they should be the only two parties involved. But what we get to see today is that organizations with all their financial strength, manpower, political influence and human rights organizations get involved this whole process is called lao trap jihad the immediate consequence of this is population increase in islam the gradual ideological shift of the girl's mind and the definite islamization of the succeeding generations with children being raised as muslims on the other hand intellectual jihad is more extreme and dangerous 
In the case of intellectual jihad, the conversion forces utilize the spiritual void that most Hindus have due to lack of systematic dharmic education from a young age. They are asked questions in order to create confusion in their minds about Hindu dharma, made to feel that their beliefs are wrong or inferior, and inject them with the belief systems of Islam. They are given books, pamphlets, videos, and articles by Muslim scholars and preachers. Friends, classmates, co-workers play a key role in such targeted conversions which are achieved through brainwashing and indoctrination. Once the person is inclined towards Islam, planned steps are taken to create a sense of separatism from their families, culture, society, dharma and nation and gradually make them leave home to officially convert and to live as a Muslim and promote Islam. Jihad as per principle is mandatory for a Muslim as is daily namaz, zakat, Ramzan fasting and hajj. Jihad is not just mandatory but it is seen as a practice that attracts more reward than any other and it is believed to wash away all sins of a person. It is claimed that one who does not perform jihad is not a true Muslim and anyone who does not perform jihad must be killed. There are several Quran and Hadith verses which declare this, jihad is a holy word for them. Everything is permissible in the way of jihad. It is clear that jihad is war with arms and money. But these days, Muslims defend themselves by interpreting the Arabic meaning of the term jihad. In Arabic, jihad means struggle or effort. By this meaning, all struggle and effort must be called jihad. For example, one who makes an effort to study, one who meditates, one who makes an effort to take care of his family, one who fights to protect his nation. Can this be called jihad? Then why are they seeking defense under the word meaning of this term? Jihad in reality means to bring more people to Islam that is deen. Then create a Muslim majority society. Eventually create an Islamic country as per the Shariat law. And then establish an Islamic world that is to convert Darul Harb into Darul Islam. They claim that the Kerala High Court negated the existence of Lao Jihad but it is far from reality. In 2009, the Justice K.T. Shankaran judgment clearly states that a couple of questions were asked to the police chief. The first question was that whether there is a movement called Romeo Jihad or Lao Jihad working in the state of Kerala. Second, if so, what are their plans and projects? The answer is there is no such movement called Lao Jihad or Romeo Jihad because they don't attach such a name to their activities. Hence, the answer to the first question is no. But various reports from the police, SPs, crime branch officials, special branch officials were submitted in the court. And many of these reports have exposed the seriousness of the situation. It is reported to have been functioning in colleges and has named certain organizations involved in it. And to this date, there has been no court judgment that negates Justice K.T. Shankaran report. Hence, they have been misleading us constantly. Second is the Justice Shashidharan Nambiar report. It is the case of Shahanshah. It is the case which was closed because the petitioner and accused settled it out of court. This was misinterpreted and presented as non-existence of Lao Jihad. 1. Are the many missing cases in police stations. Even today, thousands of girls are missing and haven't been able to be traced. Similarly, the helpless cries of parents in courtrooms. Arsha Vidya Samajam's various experiences. We get at least 10 to 20 calls every day from parents asking us to somehow save their children. All this was observed by the National Commission for Women itself. 
the former chief minister achutanand had openly stated that there are activities that are attempting to convert kerala into a muslim majority state ex dgp such as dr tp sen kumar and retired raw chief hormis tarakan had revealed this loknath behra had revealed that there are activities carried out in the name of dawa squad this has been stated by dgps of neighboring states as well and also by the nia the national women's commission also declared this fact many media have reported this what more proof do we need in a small state like kerala within a span of few years there have been more than 40 suspicious deaths where it is not confirmed whether it is suicide or murder there have been open killings of several women there have been several cases of people who joined terrorist groups after having converted there have been people who were killed in encounters in kashmir and gujarat there have been cases of people joining the is despite all this they are using propaganda to disprove law jihad in order to retain vote bank power politicians and media are ready to appease them in any way they choose to close their eyes before the pain and sufferings of parents despite so much evidence the kerala government or state women's commission have not yet opened their eyes it is in this backdrop that asha vidya samajam boldly takes on religious conversions that are achieved through manipulation and brainwashing by systematic injection of a dangerous ideology that gradually make a person turn against his family culture society dharma and nation itself and for this very reason the jihadi forces have been trying all tactics to hinder our functioning anyone who abandons islam is called a murtad or apostate and islam clearly declares punishment by death for murtads and that any means can be employed to kill them so how can they tolerate an institution like arsha vidya samajam which has brought back to sanatana dharma more than 5000 such murtads namaste my name is shruti eight years back i got converted to islam and accepted the name rahma i born and brought up in a brahmin family i said the name brahmin because just to make you all understand that conversion will happen to so called high caste people also since childhood even though i brought up in a brahmin family i had familiar with a lot of rituals ceremonies etc but i hadn't aware about the scientific things behind it i was totally ignorant i brought up just by hearing we are brahmins not as we are hindus so my knowledge regarding hinduism was limited since my childhood i had a lot of questions lot of doubts but i was not knowing with whom i should clarify all these doubts to whom i should ask all these questions and doubts my parents had very poor knowledge regarding all our dharmic values and all they made me watch television series mainly om namah shivaya Jai Hanuman which all were telecasted during the those times in Doordarshan i was knowing about hinduism only through these television series even watching those series itself 
I had a lot of doubts that increased my doubts that increased the questions in my mind but as I earlier told I had an opportunity to clarify all those questions and doubts those questions everything kept in my mind unanswered time went I focused on my studies as everyone do and during my graduation my life turning point starts i was doing bachelor's degree during my second year my classmates majority were muslim girls and those girls were very strict islamic believers and followers and they frequently were asking questions regarding our dharma or my religion unfortunately I couldn't answer them properly. I was feeling embarrassed in front of them. I was feeling ashamed because I'm not able to answer their questions. At very first, I tried to avoid them, but questions were frequently haunting me. The same questions I had in my childhood again coming to my mind through my friends. I tried to learn about Hinduism through internet. Unfortunately, there were different sites, different interpretations, different textbooks. I couldn't identify which is authentic, which explanation is authentic, which saying is authentic. So this increased my confusion. So I couldn't go ahead. I stopped searching. I tried to learn about Christianity also to find which is. right belief but when i took bible to read even the very first chapter itself made me confused and so i couldn't move ahead in that also so i stopped it but regarding islam my friends and when i was teaching my colleagues and my students were giving me pamphlets series of speeches islamic speeches and different different textbooks regarding islam i was getting such a, uh textbooks and islamic speeches everything my friends were very clever they already understood what is my nature what is my concepts everything regarding god women what is my view point everything so in such a way they were interpreting islam to me they were forcing me indirectly to read about islam which were convincing my thoughts which were similar to my thoughts my view points like i went in deep in islam and i studied i took the oath of shahadat kalima and after that i began to practice islam i was doing namaz i was uh, uh, taking rosa i was giving zakat everything later on i was uh, i was feeling that allah is the ultimate god and muhammad is the last prophet and i should be a modest islamic woman and i should be a role model to everyone every new islamic uh, believer and i should be a very perfect Muslim woman. So that purpose, I wish to go out from my home where my father and mother, my my brothers, my relatives, everyone are kafirs. I was hating to eat the food prepared by my mother. 
who were taking care of me very lovingly. She was knowing each and every likes and dislikes of mine, and she was very with the very love and care. She was preparing food and she was caring me everything. I neglected, I beated her, I, I tried to avoid her. I uh, criticized my father, and I was uh, arguing to, towards my father. All these things I did just for Islam because they are not Muslim. They are not ready to accept Islam. They are not ready to learn about Islam. They are prophets. I can't show a little love towards them because I am Muslim and they are prophets. All the textbooks and all the speeches I was listening. Everything molded my brain in such a way. I used to spit uh, in temple courtiers and all. These are things I did during my Islamic beliefs and when I was practicing Islam and all. After that, fed up with all these comforts attachments, I wanted to go out from my home and accept Islam uh, legally so that uh, my Muslim colleagues and friends, everyone helped me and I went to uh, Ponnani in Malapuram district. Uh, it is also called as Mini Mecca in Kerala. Uh, there, Maunatul Islam Sabha, the institution's name. And there, I joined for further Islamic studies and uh, to become a real Muslim woman. From there, I got the idea that India is not our mother country. India is country of Kafirs. And we are supposed to be means the believers in Muslim, the real Muslim believers are supposed to live in such a country where uh, Prophet Muhammad, uh, other prophets were born and brought up and preached Islam, where Islam, the religion of peace, in such a way they are interpreting, and no peace at all we are finding till now. And, and in such countries, we have to live. So, I also we should, after completing uh, Islamic studies there, I wanted to go uh, some other countries for Islamic studies and Islamic preaching. This is what my intention was. I wish to take my parents also to Islam. And unfortunately, what happened, my parents put complaint in police station in my natural place. Police. Uh, tracing my, my cell phone's IMA number, they could trace me out. I, I am in Polani, and with the help of police, my parents came there and took me from there. And uh, they took me to police station and later to court. In court, it was my mother's pathetic condition and my father's uh, condition made me think that for two days I will go with my parents. That was another turning point in my life. And those two days were, were experimental days. My parents took me to, a, to an astrologer. He advised my parents that the Islamic radical group applied black magic on me. So they took me to a magic healer. From there, what happened? That healer gave me a glass of milk putting ghee on it and told me to climb up a hill and I climbed and the founder he gave me a neem juice drinking that I, I began to vomit this incident increased the hate towards Hinduism and Hindus in me
I took the oath that I won't I won't accept Hinduism again. I will uh, I will try my level best to suppress this Hindus and Hinduism in this earth itself. That much jihadism influenced my brain. And after that, my parents, with the help of some Hindu organizations, took me to uh, Vishwa Hindu Parishad office in Ernakulam. From the two people advised me, uh, one among them advised uh, my parents to take me to a place uh, at the Tripuritura. Uh, and a yoga center is working. There is a yoga charya, his name is uh, uh, Shri K.R. Manoj. So I was uh, listening uh, a lot about yoga charya Shri K.R. Manoji, uh, like about uh, his uh, activities, about his uh, knowledge, about his works and everything. Uh, then that moment I decided I will begin my Islamic preaching by converting uh, this yoga charya himself. And that is how I reached to Ashavitya Samaja. So I had such overconfidence that I can convert uh, Yoga Charya uh, Manoji himself and after that I will convert one by one uh, my parents, my family members and everyone. So with that overconfidence I uh, went near to him. He called me, uh, he called my name, earlier name Shruti but I, with radical nature I told him I am not Shruti, don't call me like that, I don't like, I am Rahmat now, I would like to be called like that only and I would like to speak with you just uh, based on Quran only, I don't want to listen about your Veda, your Bhagavad Gita and all, that is all not my textbook, my te I have only one religious te textbook, authentic textbook that is Quran, so I would like to speak about Quran only. To my surprise, Acharya Ji put different uh, Quran publications in front of me. I wondered what is what is going to happen. He asked me to read verse by verse from those Qurans. And I did the same. Also he added, you should read all those verses not as a Muslim, not as a Hindu. Use your reasoning power and logic power. And come to the conclusion which is right and which is wrong. After reading, with the help of your reasoning and your intellect, you are coming to the conclusion that uh, this is the ultimate truth, this is the right religion. If you are able to convince me, I and my disciples will accept Islam as you accept it. That is what he said that time. This made me think, opened my eyes a little. The patience he showed towards me when I showed arrogance towards him. In front of that patience, I had to surrender. I also showed patience to listen to him. That two and a half hour discussion opened my eyes, my inner eyes. All the doubts, all the questions, everything I had since childhood, I asked it to him. He answered one by one. All those answers were like clearing doubts one by one. That is how I, I could come back to Hinduism. The moment I realized that Islam is the wrongest ideology and all people in Islamic religion are good. But this is the ideology which makes them cruel, makes them terrorists.
the moment when I realized that Sanatana Dharma is the ultimate truth and the same truth I had to follow, I have to preach to everyone. I took the decision that how I decided to preach and spread Islam similarly or more than that I will preach Sanatana Dharma, I will learn about Sanatana Dharma, I will practice Sanatana Dharma and I will bring back those who are blindly going behind these wrong ideologies and I took the decision I asked my Acharyaji, Acharya Shri Kairamanavji that pardon me and I, I asked for forgiveness and I asked him to consider me as his disciple and let me uh, be with you for my lifelong time as part of this institution. I would like to join your mission of spreading Sanatana Dharma and bringing back those who were blindly uh, went to uh, wrong ideologies. So since 8 years, I am full-time volunteer in Ashadhyaya Samajan and also teacher. Now, I am very proud that I could, with the help of Acharyaji and the courses provided here and with other colleagues and my teachers, I could bring back lots of sisters who went to Islamic or any other uh, wrong ideologies just like me. I thank Sangam Talks and all uh, my viewers for listening me, for watching me and uh, I request all of you to support Ashwabhya Samajana Head. Thank you again. Namaste. I am Anagha. I too was born into a very ritualistic and religiously conservative Brahmin family. From a very young age, I was also exposed to a lot of rituals that honestly did not make any sense to me. Just because it was passed on over generations, we are also doing it without knowing its meaning. I thought the world was going forward very rapidly and we are stuck here. I also remember that there was a little bit of casteism practiced by my family. We used to only visit temples with Brahmin priests. So I just brought up this point to reinforce that caste and casteism has to be thrown out from the Hindu society as it is spreading us back. It is a social evil and it is one of the biggest reasons for disunity. We need ideological unity, not immature caste-based identity. The first instance I started noticing Islam was during my 12th standard in government school. I noticed that during Fridays at lunch interval, Muslim students were given an extra time for prayer like one hour for their namas. This consideration was not given to Hindus or Christians. I still wonder why this kind of bias even from a government school. I was very ill-informed. A kind of misunderstanding that there has to be something special about Islam. Also, I found overall Hindu friends were much more ignorant and unclear about Hindu dharma, whereas Muslim friends appear much more confident as they were educated from madrasas since childhood itself. Now, because I am much more educated on different religion and ideologies, I know the explanation given by these Muslim friends about their religion are completely stupid. I have completed my physiotherapy course from Ernakulam. During college days, a lot of my roommates were Muslims. 
and in conversations naturally or otherwise they used to ask question about hindu rituals hindu concepts questions based on puranas etc because a lot of all the negative things we hear about hinduism is from puranas there are a lot of bhakti serials on tv channels which is based on puranas we have to understand that puranas are not the authentic texts of hindu dharma it has lot of fictional elements and it is completely distorted the authentic scriptures of sanatan dharma are vedas upanishads etc but this was a serious problem as they could easily leave us without answers because puranas has highly illogical things which they can easily attack us and decrease our confidence so i was confused and i started to study about hinduism from other online sources and then the videos i watched about vedas upanishads etc had high concepts like atma paramatma brahma and all those things which was beyond my grasp and as they did not seem to have any direct association with day to day life and on the other side my muslim friends were boasting of all things about quran that it is 1400 years old and it is perfect whereas with respect to hindu scriptures i was seeing multiple interpretations muslim friends also boasted that quran is very scientific and the world has started to realize the scientific facts put forward by quran thousands of years ago now i know much better about quran with much more clarity i know their claims are absolute nonsense because quran has so many contradictory verses and it is unscientific in lot of areas they also used to say that in islam there is only one god that is allah and why do you have so many gods and everything but now i know parameshwara is the one god who can take up different powers and can manifest in any forms my friends used to share me videos of zakir naik mm akbar videos of converted muslims dawman ali khan etc to slowly brainwash me to islam and while i was reading quran honestly i used to find a lot of apparently stupid things and cruel punishments by allah who they claims to be very merciful and all but when i used to question this my friends used to say that allah is our creator you should be showing gratitude towards allah and if you don't show gratitude allah will punish you and also to avoid questions on quran they used to say that you cannot have doubts on quran you should not think too much because it is iblis or shaitan that is misguiding you this is how they used to put me in mental prison so i couldn't even ask too many questions that i had about islam and quran almost every muslim in this regard acts like a missionary they are actually trying to sell their idea of islam to others and they actively try to convert you now in this background i was totally confused about hinduism and constantly brainwashed and fed with islamic ideology i thought probably islam is better and i decided to convert and the other thing is the heaven hell duality because i didn't want to risk falling into the tragedy of the hell because it is described in such a fearful manner and it is another reason that mentally forced me to go to islam my friends also introduced the concept of burqa and hijab and they said that women should be completely covered and they need to be show themselves only in front of their husbands 
So I also started to slightly change my attire and I started wearing full sleeves etc. And I started observing namas whenever possible and I started to study how to do namas. So I had made up my mind that after completing the college I am going to convert. While I was working in Kodikod, a place where people have more extreme Islamic mentality, a lot of my patients were Muslims and to some of my close patients, I revealed my idea of conversion. They seemed very enthusiastic and encouraging and they said that they are even ready to help me financially and they will give all kinds of supports for my conversion. They also suggested that I should move away from my parents because they are non-believers. They will force me back to Hinduism. My friend also asked me to talk to Aisha Sajna. Aisha Sajna is a Hindu converted to Islam and second wife of Emma Makbar. Emma Makbar is like uh, Saki Naik of Kerala. He is an Islamic preacher who is actively involved in converting people. So Aisha Sajna asked me to convert first and then to tell parents. This is clearly a cheating. There is a saying in Islam that Heaven is beneath your mother's feet, which is completely rubbish because this applies only to Islamic parents, not for Mushrik parents. There are multiple verses in Quran that are completely against our parents because they are non-believers. There is an example of Muhammad itself. He did not pray for his parents because they were not Muslims. And right in front of this Islamist in Kerala, there are countless parents who are converting right in front of their eyes, either due to intellectual or love jihad. Do not fall for these defensive arguments which are completely wrong. Quran has clearly offensive verses. Also, there are so many verses that showing hatred for these believers. In this Islamic ideology, it seems Allah burns you in eternal hell if you don't believe in Islam. So what can be more hateful than this? So when the first corona lockdown was over, I was back home and my parents and sisters had to watch in horror as I had completely changed in my behavior and in attire. And I even told them that I'm definitely going to convert to Islam and it's a matter of time. And in the process, I even almost converted my little sister. She was completely into dance and there was a slight argument as she has to give up that. I had given up dancing, music and all forms of art. At home, parents clearly did not have any answers to my questions. They only had tears to my questions. And they just looked at me with shock as I was so stubborn on my decision. Meanwhile, when all this was happening, a school friend noticed how much I had changed and she informed one of her friends who was probably a BJP activist and through him, they got in touch with Arshavidya Samajam and informed my parents and was brought to Arshavidya Samajam. At that time, even Arshavidya Samajam was presented to me in a bad light by the Muslim friends. As if it is some kind of torture center or some kind of garbopasi center. When I leave from home, I made up my mind that I will come out of that place as a complete Muslim or as a complete Hindu. And then I met Ajarya Sri K.R. Manoji and within just three hours he completely disrupted the ideology of Islam that I carried for about five years. Because it is for the first time I am analyzing the Quran word by word very logically and freely. And he had very reasoning answers and counters to my very weak defense I was presenting from the 
Islamic side. And he was able to completely bring me out of my Islamic ideology. And once I was convinced, Ajarya taught me Sanadhana Dharma in a very structured manner and I am still learning it. I am completely free now. I can finally wear the clothes that I want and a huge mental pressure that I had, I am coming out of it. And a huge mental prison that I was in, I can feel myself liberated out of it. That was also refreshing and liberating experience. Finally, to wear the bindi without any sense of guilt. My parents are also completely relieved. You should study Sanadana Dharma only from Guru Parambaras under a guidance of Guru like Acharya teaches. Apart from knowing Sanadana Dharma, you should also know other ideologies because otherwise you are just a Hindu because you are born into it. You should clearly know Islam and other ideologies and understand why Sanadana Dharma has a world view. And you have to know that Islam is not an ethnicity, it's not a race, it is an ideology. And we have the right to criticize any ideology. So compare and criticize. That's what I want to say to the followers of Hinduism. Those who are confused and those who want to be more aware of the situation and at the end of it ask questions. Never be shy to ask questions. Always keep asking questions. You should find all the answers for the questions from the right sources, I mean the right people from the right texts. It's clearly a battle that we have to fight for and to win. And I hope everybody are with us. Thank you. Movies and mass media are cleverly portraying and promoting love jihad. In movies where the storyline is based on interfaith marriage, if the male protagonist is Muslim, the story very explicitly shows how the girl gets to adopting Islamic dressing, ways and practices. The movie takes a pro-Islamic angle. They romanticize Islam and its practices while showing Hindu rituals and practices in poor light. The songs are picturized and lyricized to praise Islam and with Islamic undertones. They degrade Hindu deities and mock Hindu customs ruthlessly while Islam is shown as peaceful and beautiful. The story usually ends with the girl accepting Islam or leaving her Hindu culture and family. But the reverse cases are very rare. That is, movies where the boy is Hindu and girl is Muslim are very rare. Movies should also start portraying Hindus having much more pride and knowledge in Sanatana Dharma and spirituality than contrary. So now that we have understood the problems, we need to focus on the root cause of these problems, which is that we have not been following the Panchakartavyas of Sanatana Dharma. Which are the Panchakartavyas? First is Adhyayana which is systematic study of Sanatana Dharma. Second is Anushtana, that is practice of Sanatana Dharma. Third is Athyapana, that is teaching. Fourth is Pracharana, that is promotion and creating awareness. Fifth is Samrakshana, that is protection. Out of this Adhyayana, that is studying, systematic study and Athyapana, that is teaching are the major factors and they need to be the first steps. We need to have the right understanding of Sanatana Dharma and we need to clearly understand why it is a correct ideology and why other ideologies are not. We should also know the Darshanas which are the philosophies, the history that is cultural, social and political history. We should also understand the problems our society is facing right now. We should also be in a position to find the solutions for it. Talking about the right way of learning Sanatana Dharma, 
it is also important to address another problem created by unauthorized scriptures such as Puranas. This has already been mentioned. Why are Puranas such a big problem? Puranas are first of all highly fictional in nature. They were created for highly doubtful reasons. But anyway, they completely distort the meaning of Sanatana Dharma. Uh, and um, it's almost clear that there is pretty much nothing deep that you can take from Puranas for the betterment of your personal life or for the society. In fact, from Ashwavidya Samajam's experience, it's been proven that if children are mistaking Puranas for, uh, you know, the actual meaning of Sanatana Dharma, and they learn, try to learn, you know, Sanatana Dharma or Hinduism from Puranas, they might actually get a very wrong idea of Sanatana Dharma and this misinformation will be used as a weapon by these conversion forces. So now, what is the best way to learn Sanatana Dharma? The best way to learn Sanatana Dharma is through Arsha Guru Paramparas under any Acharya. Along with that, authentic, authorized scriptures such as Vedas, Upanishads, Itihasas, that is Vadmiki's Ramayana and Vedavyasa's Mahabharata also should be taught. Darshaniga Granthas, Siddhakritis and Divya Stotras also should be encouraged. Children should be taught Sanadhana Dharma and the right practices through a proper syllabus. Both the theoretical aspect and the practical aspect of Sanatana Dharma, that is the Yoga Vidya, should be taught from a young age. We can clearly see the Abrahamic ideologies, that is Semitic religions, ingraining students from a very young age through their respective religious schools. And why is it that Sanatana Dharma, the spiritual ideology that we think is correct, doesn't have a system? We should definitely have a teaching and learning system in place. Along with this, students also need to learn comparative religion. Now, this is very, very important. A lot of people ask, we should just learn Sanatana Dharma, right? Why are we learning about other religions? See, here you have to understand something. That anybody by chance born into a particular family following a particular religion can take up that religion blindly. But only when we compare these ideologies, these religious ideologies and worldviews and be convinced that Sanatana Dharma is correct, does it make sense, right? Now here, one thing is very important. We are not against any people here, right? People can be born into any religion or they can get in and out of any religion. But we can criticize ideologies, right? Religion is not a race. Now this has to be reminded. Religion is not a race. It is not an ethnicity. It is an ideology. It is also a worldview. We have the complete right to analyze, compare and criticize these ideologies. And how do we do this? We do criticisms of religion using the books that these religions itself claim to be authoritative. Through comparative religion, we can bring back people to Sanatana Dharma and also help others to realize the truth. Some of the well-known Acharyas who practiced comparative religion were Shankaracharya, Dayananda Saraswati, Chattambi Swamigal, etc. Along with Adhyayana and Anushtana of Sanatana Dharma, we have to also take steps towards 
अध्यापना प्रचारणा एंड संरक्षणा ऑफ सनातन धर्म आर्ष विद्या समाज हैज डिवाइस्ड बोथ इंस्टीट्यूशनल एंड ऑर्गेनाइजेशनल प्रोजेक्ट्स टू एक्सिक्यूट दीज पंच फर्स्ट इज विज्ञान भारती इंटरनेशनल स्टडी एंड रिसर्च फाउंडेशन and its associated institutes second is sadhana shakti kendras both these are examples of institutional projects some yojaka paddhati dharma pracharaka paddhati formation of committees and satsang paddhati are examples of organizational projects sanatana dharma has magnificent adhyatmika darshanas sadhanas aatmiya niyamas countless self realized great men avatars avadhutas gurus and acharya paramparas which are uncommon in semitic religions should this just remain in india no this has to cross the border and reach every part of the world for this we should rekindle our lost missionary spirit it was swami vivekananda's dream to develop able and powerful hindu missionaries arshavidya samajam aims to develop such hindu missionaries and deploy them in all the districts in india and to all the countries of the world in the near future for the last 22 years we are functioning out of constrained rented houses with enormous rent no security and no assurance of where the next meal would come from and also the fear of being asked to vacate the house at any time We are also facing death threats from extremist organizations. Asha Vidya Samajam is functioning under the pathetic circumstances created by jihadi news channels that have unleashed false propaganda against us to evict us anyhow and any time. Despite these limitations, we were able to bring back more than 5000 people, but we have just touched the tip of the iceberg. We get at least 10 to 20 calls every day from parents within Kerala and outside requesting us to somehow save their children. For ordinary medical and mental illnesses one can be taken to a hospital or a mental health center or to a de addiction center in case of dependencies but in this situation they are unaware where to approach and what is the cure for this new mental condition characterized by fundamentalism and bigotry headed towards terrorism and extremism but we are not able to accommodate all of them due to various factors to overcome this and to fulfill the long term mission of sanatana dharma education and promotion we envision a study and research foundation that imparts ancient indian knowledge and modern sciences under the same roof in all major languages of india and the world with food and accommodation for its students teachers and visitors this is called vignana bharati international study and research foundation which is a joint venture between arsha vidya samajam and vignana bharati educational and charitable society We have a 38 cent land in Balaramapuram Tiruvananthapuram. The foundation stone for this project was laid by Swami Chidananda Puri on 14 September 2020. But due to lack of funds we were unable to start construction. We humbly request all of you to help and support Arsha Vidya Samajam and its projects. Mm-hmm.